Hi, everyone. I'm Kate Max, professional naked person. And I'm Lawrence Butler. And this is the Long Distance Lifestyle Podcast. So as in the title, we are talking about long distance relationships, which is something that we're in currently and have been before. So yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a common thing these days, isn't it? It is. And uh, I think people are realizing more and more with technology and the like that, you know, uh, we're not confined to just, you know, being with somebody in our own city. Uh, the world is becoming a smaller place. Yeah, especially with like cheap plane tickets and, you know, Scott's cheap flights and all these ways that we can get around. But why don't we start off with telling everyone who we are and how long we've been long distance for? That sounds good. Why don't I kick it off? Uh, well, as I said, my name is Lawrence Butler. I am a musician, artist, uh, general contractor, um, a martial artist, and all-around artist, I guess you would say. Um, grew up here on the west coast of British Columbia, Canada, uh, on the far west coast, Vancouver Island, and I'm now currently living in Van City. And uh, it's the biggest, smallest city there is in Canada. <laughs> smallest, biggest city, I guess you would say. And I am currently in Toronto, which is all the way over in Ontario, which is pretty much the other side of Canada. Um, Canada is a pretty big country if you're not from here. Uh, I was, I was, I was going to say, why don't you tell everybody um, just how far away that is from city to city? Can you walk there? No. Well, you? <laughs> it would take like years. It would. It absolutely would. Yeah, we're by no means uh, close. We are literally a five-hour plane ride away from each other um, and like a five-day vehicle ride away from each other if you were to kind of just gun it. So we're, we're not close by any means. We do define long distance, I think. Yeah, and I, uh, con I work for myself, so I do uh, a lot of different contracts, like at different locations, touring, all kinds of stuff as a professional naked person. And right now, my work has had me in Toronto, um, which is where I'm from, for the last, I guess, like five, five months. Yeah, since... Uh... Yeah, we were living together in Vancouver. Um, but right now, we are long distance again for the second time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And um, we... Uh, We've been together... Actually... Oh, We've been together three years. Uh... That's a great question. Let's see. Quick, quick math. Well, we always really define our starting point at a little bit different times. But if we go with mine, yeah, we're at, at least three and a half years, I would think. Uh, oh, we counted it from the sex anniversary. I count it from the day that we met because literally we did not stop talking, communicating, connecting uh, basically from that moment onwards. And uh, Okay, so, so, how, so let's get back on topic. How far is Vancouver from Canada? Just so everyone out there knows. Like Vancouver from Toronto? Can we... Sorry, you said uh, Vancouver from, how long Toronto. is Vancouver from? From Toronto, yeah. It, it's a five hour plane ride. It is. It Do is we like... have like a mountain miles or like kilometers? Oh, distance, well, that yeah. would involve Google. I'm, it's, I've done the drive a couple times uh, for other reasons before we met, and I think it's about four thousand, four and a half thousand k, maybe. Oh, it's far, guys. It's pretty far. Um, yeah. All right. Far. So, 
that's how far we live from each other. What, um, how long have we been long distance is probably what people want to know. This time around, like I said, it's been about five months. Um, but from when we first met, we were long distance for almost a year, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Uh, we met in the fall of 2015. Um, you came out for Christmas that year. And then you were also on your way doing some world traveling right afterwards as well. And then back to Toronto. So, yeah. And basically, yeah, we did a little bit of back and forth things. So, yeah. But essentially remained super long distance for that entire first year. Yeah, so we started off long distance, which is um, not really how a lot of relationships start off, I think. I mean, like I said, it's more common these days, but I definitely don't think it's the norm. But no. how we met is is kind of, it put, it put us in that situation because I met you while you were on tour. That's right. It wasn't. Uh... Yeah, and I was living here. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't by choice that we decided to be long distance. It literally was due to circumstance. Um, some people might think that maybe we lived in the same city and somebody had an opportunity that, you know, we couldn't refuse and had to move away that maybe made it long distance afterwards. But no, we literally started this way. Um, perhaps is why we got used to it right away as well and have made it work. Um, but it's, it's definitely a different way of starting a relationship. You have, you talk more, you talk way more, you kind of eliminate that physical aspect of it. And, um, you just, you get to know each other really well. Not saying that you don't when you go on dates, but there's, you know, you get caught up in like, you know, your emotions, physical stuff, you know, like that rush that you get when you're around a person, but when you're texting or calling, it's just a lot of talks. So yeah, a lot of connecting, a lot of communication, like a high school relationship. Yeah, basically like the ones that where you're like still too young, where your parents aren't going to let you go, you know, out and stay out all night with somebody else. Like you got a bit of a curfew and you guys are like phoning each other all, all night. Yeah. I'm waiting for the answering machine messages, that kind of thing. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, it's, it's a bit, there are restrictions with the long distance relationship for sure. And it is work. And, um, that's probably a lot of what we're going to talk about. Uh, but we just reunited this year at hedonism, which is a sex friendly and nude friendly resort down in Jamaica. That's right. Uh, so, for uh young swingers week event, actually. That's right. We both are hosts there and I'm the MC there as well for the pool parties and events. Uh, so we kind of kick things off with like a big bang for our, our like first meetup of this year. I mean. Yeah, definitely. We kind of jumped right into uh, to a huge party <laughs> for the first time seeing each other in 2019. But um but you know, uh, due to due to circumstance, did you think that was the best choice? Like, do you think would you? I guess would you recommend doing that to people? Um, I definitely, I definitely would recommend that, um, especially you know for people that are maybe a little further along in a long distance relationship. If you haven't seen each other in a while, maybe reuniting at some kind of event, uh, social gathering, something to kind of just kick it off with a bit of a spark and a bit of a bang to get things going uh, is not a bad idea at all. Um, we just happened to uh, have Young Swingers Week on the 
calendar for both of us. And the first part of this year was entirely taken up due to life circumstances as well. So we, we didn't really have an opportunity to meet before then. Um, and actually, the last time I saw you was, I believe, the end of November, Christmas last year. We didn't, but the thing is, um, why I would really recommend that people go to somewhere like just away. Like if you've done a long distance thing and you're meeting up for the first time, like either do a staycation, like take time off or go somewhere like hedonism or just go somewhere, go on a trip or something if you can, even a road trip. But I guess the whole point and what I really liked about us meeting up for the first time at Hedo was uh, like all our responsibilities were kind of taken away. Yes, we're working there and yes, we're like entertaining and hosting, but you're not popping into someone's home and feeling like complacent, you know what I mean? Or like back in yeah. regular life, like it really starts things off with a lot of excitement. And, and the b biggest thing for me is that when you do something like that, it takes away your responsibilities of life, whether it's a staycation or a sexy vacation, you kind of like, you can shut off your phone. You're technically you're away. So really you can just focus on reconnecting and having sex, which is two biggest things that you want to do probably. Um, as much and as often together. as possible. <laughs> yeah. That was my big thing that we, it gave us the freedom to kind of like, explore ourselves and each other without restrictions of like say a work schedule or time or appointments or you know just the regular stuff yeah no absolutely I, I completely agree and understand what you're saying um yeah not having that let's just say burden of life also in the mix when you're reuniting for the first time after a long time really does yeah. just give you the open freedom to make it 100 percent about the other person and that's it um, so it was, that was a beautiful way to do it. I, I yeah, think. we'll definitely talk more about Young Slingers Week because, uh, it's, it's a lot and we don't have time this time to talk nope. about it. So we're going to, we'll dedicate a whole couple of podcasts probably to Young Swingers Week and our experiences there and how it helps and changes us as a long distance couple or just as a couple in general. But, yeah. um, yeah, I, I think that it would be important to know, to let everyone know, um, have we both done long distance relationships in the past? Like, is this our first? Probably, is this our first, like, yeah. our first timers? There's probably people that have had long distance relationships in the past and have figured out some life hacks or, you know, are still trying to figure things out along the way. So I just wanted everyone to know really that um, I'm not super experienced with long distance relationships. Like that's definitely not my, my MO. <laughs> Uh, me neither. This was definitely my first, uh, first serious long distance relationship uh, with anybody at, and was not even intendedly so, but due to circumstance, it's kind of manifested and created uh, this whole, this whole being that, that we're now, um, that we're now in. So what was uh, anything that you would say from your past that was similar to this type of experience or have you had an actual serious long distance relationship with anybody? Or would you say it was just being in constant communication maybe with somebody that was long distance that like, how would you define any, anything? Did you have any similar experience? Uh, 
Similar, yes, in the fact that there was a lot of distance and there was a lot of, I guess, quote unquote, communicating if you count like any sort of texting or, you know, you know, yeah. just like a back and forth exchange as communicating. Sure. Uh, it wasn't the same in the sense that there wasn't really an emotional thing. It was more like a long distance friends with benefits. Um, right, right, right. And that's a, that's a, that's a significant difference. However, yeah, so it was it was easy breezy. I still had someone back in Toronto that I would see as well. And so this long distance thing lasted about a year and a half. Um, the difference is that like we would talk and we would talk about things. And I guess whenever things would get kind of relationshipy, he would kind of like freak out and remind me that things weren't in a relationship. But meanwhile, I was very fine with that. Right. Uh, so there was like a, there was a, you know, a misguided communication there where we weren't seeing things on the same page, even though I thought that we were like, we went over the same conversation many times. And it, like, I just wasn't, I was in it for like the travel, the fun, you know, the like, you know, one week of crazy debauchery and then come home and be, be yourself again and be normal. Right. It's, a, it's like, it's a cool excuse to take a trip, get out of your city. But the thing is, there were a lot of mixed messages going on there. And I think that's why the quote unquote relationship couldn't work. Even if there were feelings involved, it could, it couldn't get past a certain point because the communication was blocked. Uh, basically I would, yeah, I would, I would go there with the idea that, yeah, we're friends with benefits. And then of course things would get like kind of lovey dovey in the week, but we both knew that it wasn't, it wasn't for realsies, I guess, you know? Right. So, so, yeah, I mean, we both knew the sentiment behind it. And I guess we couldn't handle or figure out where each other fit in each other's lives. So. Do you think that maybe, um, I'm just throwing it out there. I just thought of it now. Like, do you think that subconsciously when you two were in this moment of doing the back and forth for so long that it was kind of like a limbo period. Maybe, maybe you were both kind of waiting for somebody to make a move in one direction or the other. Like maybe, you know, he was hoping somewhere deep down that you would maybe fall in love with his hometown a little bit more and, you know, maybe start to move closer towards him or maybe vice versa, him coming up closer towards you. Or do you think that you guys were forever content with just the status quo? That's where the communication was confusing because when I was there, things would be said like, oh, you should move here and do this for a job. And, you know, that like whole like fantasy, let's play house kind of thing. And then it would be like all that was taken back after I would leave. So it, it got confusing. You know what I mean? Like the messages were very mixed between when I was there and when I wasn't there. Right. Which is like the communication thing is it comes back to that again. Right. Like. I guess we all weren't being clear with our intentions. And even if we thought we were, we definitely weren't because of things that, you know, people would say in the moment and then other people would get confused. Like, okay, so why did you say that? Like, are you changing your mind or. Right. Right. You know, and then, and then some people just don't like talking about their feelings, you know? So when you ask like the question, like, okay, what's this about just for clarity's sake, it turns into a bit of an argument. So there wasn't clear lines of communication, which was, which was probably like the biggest thing, not saying that we were in love by any means, but yeah. it was probably something that prevented us from being friends after the fact. Well, I've got to say that 
to the listeners um, something that definitely has worked and has made this work with me and Kate this entire three and a half years has been raw, open, honest communication, no beating around the bush. You even even say if you, like think you need it, it's it gonna hurt because the truth does hurt. The truth hurts, but it's about uh, it's about being able to share in that hurt with somebody that you deeply care for and love that you work through it together and you're not doing it out of malicious intent to be evil towards somebody else, but you're really trying to share something with somebody that uh, should be supportive, basically, whether it's good or bad. And that, that is honestly what has been a huge factor. I think um, that's, that's kept it going for us and has, has really made it work, especially when we're apart for so long. I mean, there's, there's times like we just said, you know, we were, apart for almost four months this time before we saw each other. So, you know, how do you get through those times? How do you get through the frustration? Uh, and it really is just through open, constant, honest communication. Um, it's it's right. got to be an underlining factor. That doesn't always mean like conflict or arguing or like real talk and checking in with each other. Like, no, no. Like once in a while, like stop everything and say like, okay, real talk, like, where are things at right now? Especially when things like my last relationship seemed so unclear. Um, having those like stopping moments and being like, okay, real talk. We're not like, you know, fantasizing about buying a tree house in Ecuador right now. Like real talk, like what's going on. Yeah. And that's when those lines of communication really need to be open. Like you, that's when you need to say, okay, like don't be, don't take this the wrong way, but I get really confused when I don't know, for example, when we're together and you talk about what our babies would look like, but then when we're apart, you make it very clear that we're not together. <laughs> yeah. And that you've got no intention of wanting to have babies or something. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. So it's like, <laughs> is that something that you like to say to your partner or whatever, or your uh, friends with benefits just to get the moment like heated? Sure. Great. But then when it's real talk time, say that be like I don't want sorry I don't want to have a baby with you that's the truth and it's going to hurt however it turns me on when we're fooling around to say things like that because whatever your reason may be right so yeah and play and play up the fantasies a little bit about you know uh, that that exact notion but yeah it's it's not it's not fair to mix uh, mix those lines, you know, and blur blur those lines is what I'm saying, and and have one kind of bleed into the other, where you're like, okay, is this real talk? Is this in the moment fantasy stuff? Like, what is actually going on? Um, yeah, so real talk definitely is important in keeping a long distance relationship going. Otherwise, feelings are just going to get hurt. And in the last few months, like we have had some real talk, like we've discussed uh, being in an open relationship. We've discussed me having a girlfriend, we've discussed all kinds of different things after like, we'll say like the three month mark when things start feeling really long and distant. Exactly. And you kind of start going, okay, well, where, where are things at? What are we doing right now? Uh, what are we working towards? You know, where are we going? Um, and I just, I want to reiterate back to the point that I would, had mentioned before, um, being in a long distance relationship, it also doesn't have to mean that somebody inevitably is going to just give up their life and move to the other person's location. Uh, you know, I don't want anybody to get confused in that. That doesn't have to be an inevitability. Um, you can live and have your respective life alongside 
somebody else living somewhere else and that be okay too as as we've been doing i mean due to many things as we'll get into further podcasts you know some life circumstance has you know let our lives kind of shift back and forth we've been together for long periods of time we're now being apart again so um just understand that it's it's a constant ebb and flow you know it's an alive thing it doesn't it doesn't have to be any one set way just like we're saying as long as the communication is there and both parties understand exactly where each other are at and what's going on that's what makes it that's what makes it work yes absolutely so um let's talk about your past long distance relationship well i got a like i don't really have much experience with an actual long distance relationship at all. I mean, there was a point in my mid twenties that, you know, I had actually been single for a period of time, probably two or three years and uh, just kind of a lonely guy, but also moving, having moved to the city and still kind of finding my bearings, having gone through a really crappy breakup, you know, from uh, something that was in my past. And uh, I, uh, as I said, I'm a martial artist. So I was over in Japan training and, you know, met somebody there in the last few days that I happened to be there that, you know, we kind of, we just, we hit it off. It wasn't anything serious at all. Did you um, but up? what's that? Did you guys hook up? We did hook up, which, you know, I guess when I came back home, lend, lended itself to be okay. Like we, we had each other's information there, you know, we stayed in contact but same kind of thing. It wasn't, it was by no means a daily interaction. It wasn't a, how are you doing today? kind of thing. It was every few weeks, maybe you get an email. Um, the language barrier was definitely a huge, huge factor in really not really share what's on your mind and what you're really trying to say, because it, it's a lot of over explaining and sign language and really trying to get your point across, which I guess, you know, some, some people would see as like kind of part of the fun and something like that too, but it, it kind of be, it put a strain and became a bit of a burden uh, really quickly just to be able to communicate. Um, So tell me how long did your romance with her in Japan last before you had to part ways and also what the status was between you when you did have to leave Japan and come back to Canada? Our time together literally was uh, like I met, we met each other. I think I had like literally two or three days left in Japan. So uh, we met for the first time, uh, like let's say night three. And then we had a date, let's say quote unquote date where we met just the two of us, the second, like the second last night. So day down to day two now, which is when we, you know, hooked up got connected and then uh day one like was it an all-night ordeal did was there a sleepover did someone go home was it like no no yeah somebody went home it was it was very it was very much just like uh was it like was it would you say it was more like passionate was it like you know what kind of not at all like like, like I'm trying to like I'm trying to say it was very much just a very surface interaction as as two people like meeting kind of hitting it off you know as you would at home 
seriously and go out on a date and then you hook up that night and then literally I was like well I'm going back to my country the next day and it was there was no there was no heavy emotions or anything we both very much knew and understood uh the circumstance and the situation and nothing you know was planned or anything it just happened in that moment so which you know for me like I said having been single for very very long time was kind of a really unique and interesting experience and the last thing I was expecting um, I was literally in Japan for the purposes of studying and training and was gearing up to come back home so that kind of just happened um, and then when I got back home like I said you know we would stay in in contact every once in a while send a message send an email how you doing what's going on um, but it was by no means uh, you know no 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 making plans for being serious in the future or staying connected or monogamous to each other in our own cities or anything like that. Um, Did you talk about it? No, no, not at all. It was just assumed. It was, it was assumed that we were single and just people that had met overseas. Did you you sex each other still? No, we never sexted each other once. Okay. Well, that's pretty surprising in the day and age that we live in with phones and emails and all that. Okay. So fast forward to it. It was a long distance relationship. You guys have been communicating once in a while via email. Um, What happened next? Um, Basically I, you know, after about a year being back home, she decided on her own that she wanted to explore Canada and come on her own free will. And I, had to make it very clear and did say the exact words that you need to make sure that you're coming here for your own purposes and not for me because we are not in that capacity at all. Um, I extended myself in the fact that, look, I'm the only person that you know here. So for sure, when you come, of course we can meet. I will show you around a little bit, play a little bit of tour guide kind of thing. But, uh, Interestingly enough, when she did end up coming out, she had a homestay and very much kind of kept to herself. And we were kind of living our own respective lives and not in any girlfriend, boyfriend capacity. Um, We would meet up every once in a while, but with like a group of friends and, you know, maybe go out to dinner or something like that. Um, But we would both go home. We would go our separate ways at the end. I... I was young and I was also not at all interested in wanting something serious uh, that, you know, was taking all of my attention and let's just say freedoms of being a guy. I was getting back on my feet from a really bad breakup that hurt me, you know, a lot. It took a really long time to recover from. And I did not want to commit myself to anybody uh, and especially not somebody living halfway around the world where inevitably I would have to basically completely end my life and move there. And I was not expecting anybody to do that for me either, nor did I want that to happen. So I, okay. I made that, I made that very clear. And that boundary was always the entire time she was here until she went back home. Right. So the boundary was where, like, we will hang out with our friends, but you, you're not meeting my family. You're not meeting my brother or anything like that. Like, where was the boundary? Like a certain amount of dates or like a certain amount of time in between dates? Like, what- um, No, I think, I, think the, I think the boundary kind of 
came, you know, pretty clear when she first got here, like I said, being the first and only person that she actually knew here and playing tour guide, I introduced her to my friends. Um, my brother is living here in the city, so she met my brother. Um, I took a trip over to the island right in the beginning of her trip as well and invited her over to the island and, and uh, you know, see kind of where, where I come from kind of thing too. But again, it was more of a, more out of like a tourist guide friend status, let's say, and uh, not really with the benefits on top. We were just kind of together, but not at all in that capacity. It was very strange and it was very unique and it was fine, but I, I was very adamant about not letting it go any further than that. Um, there, was, there was absolutely no, no room that I was keeping it open for any type of commitment or anything serious at all. And, uh, and very quickly afterwards, I needed to kind of just do my own thing and, and kind of keep that distance. And she was doing her own thing here as well, making her own friends, got a job, I think, um, and just kind of exploring, you know, what it's like to be here in Vancouver for her, the, the time of her visa. So, yeah, that's, that was pretty much my only, uh, I guess, quote unquote, long distance uh, experience, you know, from my past. Yeah. But, that was it. Uh, yeah, it, it's like a halfy because it's like half of it was long distance on her turf and half was on yours. So it was, it's almost yeah. like it's almost like the ideal way that a long distance relationship could ever work out because it's like, OK, I'll spend some time in your place. You spend some time in mine and then we'll figure out where to go from there. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it, it is it's there's some similarities between ours. Um, I would say the big differences is that the your boundaries were quite clear in your relationship, whereas mine were not right. like, it was Definitely. like, an, it was like an everyday texting kind of thing. It was like a, it was a pretty long, long infatuation with yeah. maybe the distance played a part in that. Like you want what you can't have. Um, maybe it was like to him, I was mildly famous cause I worked for a TV show at the time. Like it, it could have been, a couple things like but there the boundaries definitely were like really blurred and really varied depending on the day yeah and honestly you know i think perhaps because you guys were able to communicate so well obviously speaking the same language perhaps lent itself to a lot more of that to existing and i think honestly the language barrier helped in a way that it really didn't allow us any room to get <laughs> you know, further well, connected or acquainted. And, and I was okay with that. that. You can't say that because back in the day when people went to war, you know, they would meet someone overseas and marry them that didn't really speak their language. Like it just happened, you know? No, I'm not, I'm not saying for anybody. I'm just saying strictly for my experience and my circumstance only. That's all. Okay. Yep. Um, all right. So we have a write-in question. Somebody asked a question. Let's hear it. Yeah, somebody asked a question for us on Instagram. Uh, you can write in to at Kate underscore Max underscore your questions. I usually post them up in my stories uh, so people will know when to write in. And I pick one for our podcast. So the very first one is I did not screenshot it. 
Okay. Uh, I will go. <laughs> I'm looking at my Instagram now. Okay, we have a question from my Instagram. Um, I usually post it up in my stories and get people to answer these random questions. And then I put them on my podcast. So this is one from short, thin, and shiny. And what is he saying? He wants to know is uh, webcamming, texting, uh, FaceTime, is that the equivalent to sex? Is that the equivalent to sex? You know, I think honestly, that needs to be decided by that individual um, as to what they define being satisfied from, let's say, a sexual experience is. So me personally, I would not agree that it's sex for me. It's very sexual and it is an amazing way to stay connected with your partner. If that's what we're talking about, doing Skype calls and sexting and video chat and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it can be absolutely sexual, um, but is it physically sex? To me, I would define the act of two people being together to be actual sex, um, but I could be wrong, but that's just me. What do you think? Um, I think that it can be a good substitute when you're, when we're thinking of in the terms of a long distance relationship. Uh, Absolutely, definitely, but is it sex? specifically well you know with all the good toys there are out there these days i don't know kind of like I it's so. not I think yeah. it's not it's not human to human interaction but i don't think that's necessarily what he's getting at i don't think he's trying to like define it as much as i guess he's maybe asking is it is it the same in certain ways so i guess let's talk about in, right. in, what ways, what, in what ways is it the same and in, in what ways is it not sex? Yeah, well, being uh, intimate with your partner, I guess, in any kind of way. Um, as I said, you can define it for yourself. Um, but I guess, yeah, I mean, it's, it's very sexual. It's if you're both satisfied that way at the end of it as well, and you've done that for each other, then it definitely eludes itself to being a very sexual experience. So quote unquote sex. Um, and uh, as you just made me realize as well, and as we have and own one, there are devices out there now that work over Wi-Fi, long distance, Bluetooth, that you can, you can actually interact with each other being extremely far apart. So well, that's exactly what I'm saying, that with technologies these days, it's really hard to define because, I mean, what if you have eventually a sex robot and then you're like, OK, this is this is Bob and he fills in for you when you're not around and you can do all these things. And I programmed him to like all the settings that I like. It's like, yeah. did you have sex today if you and Bob had, a you know, a real crazy mechanical time together? Well, with that... Out? Would that be you and Bob or would that be, you know, nope. you, and your, Bob. you and your partner? I think that would still be between you and Bob, the robot, Bob. Okay. Well, I think that, I think that there is, I definitely don't think it's the same as sex, even if you're having sex with a robot or if you fashioned a, a power tool, <laughs> a dildo, you know, and like you've got it set up in a cool way. Um, I don't think 
that counts as sex. That counts as still masturbating, masturbating with a little bit of help sprinkled in with, you know, cool mechanics. Yeah, uh, sprinkled in with I, some, you know, sentiment and intimacy from your partner if you're inviting them in there. I do think that uh, these long distance things like camming or sexy pictures or um, there's a new thing that I was just made aware of yesterday. Our good friend Lydia down in Jamaica told me that all, all the cool kids now are making like gifts, like those little short videos. Yeah. Uh, of their uh, of their cum shots, and that's that's the the thing that's like, hey, I like you. It's like the new dick pic. That's what people are doing now. It's like a repeat, like squirt, 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 squirt. Well, I just learned something. Uh, I just learned that yesterday too. So I thought maybe that uh, I would just let you know about it. But I'm, right, I, I'm, gonna, I'm just writing down a little note here. You know, things okay. to try, things to keep. The whole, the whole point is, I think that these types of things. They highlight bits of sex that you may may not necessarily focus on, and it's um it's it's a bit of a change in power dynamic too. You know, you let your partner see what you want them to see. It's more of a slow tease, which I always I love being teased. So you do, uh, yes, you do. I, do. I love being teased a lot. Uh, so for me, it's like it highlights all these parts, right? Like you look at the body types that I'm showing you or like, the, I mean, sorry, the body parts that I'm showing you or like the phone sex. It's like, you're just using your words and that's always really, really hot. Mm -hmm. So yeah, like you're exploring different elements of your sexuality and different things that your partner enjoys and different things that you're, you're trying out and you might be good at, or you might enjoy or things that you want to improve on for your partner. Um, yep. Yeah, like I know for me, like at, when I first started like texting dirty to the very first person ever, I can't even remember who that was, but like uh, it was awkward. It felt weird to type that stuff, you know, like it felt. I know, I know I exactly. I comfortable mean. in my own skin. I didn't really know much about my own sexuality compared to what I know now and um, my preferences and whatever. And I just kind of felt like I was going along with stuff or saying things that like were very, very like stereotypical. Or yeah, yeah, I know, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Very many porns. <laughs> oh man, I'm sure that I don't even know. I'm sure I said all the stupidest things in the world, thinking that I was being so, you know, so Don Juan and so sexual and suave and like I'm sure I'm sure. Anyway, look back on those messages from you know like the teenage years. You could just be like, oh my goodness, like. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty humiliating to think about. Thank God it was all like random exchanges over the internet. So I'm, and I'm sure the messages we were getting back were no better. You know what I mean? So I'm sure it was a, a pretty even playing field at that point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so, the, thing is when you, the thing is, when you're comfortable with your partner, like we are, or we be, we became over like just talking, getting to know each other, and like developing that level of trust with someone, it's way easier. I find to you know, talk dirty or create like these like sexy videos. Cause you know that even you have that comfort level, even though you're not together, you have that security that like, okay, I can tell he really loves me because he takes up so much of his time to just talk to me all day. You know what I mean? And like yeah. check up on me, make sure I'm okay. And like do nice things for me when he's far away. And we'll cover a lot of those on another show. For um, sure. but like that there's that level of intimacy but then you have that closeness so that you can explore together because you have the only the option of using a camera or your words or a voice recording or uh a, 
you know, a cum shot gif now. Well, <laughs> that's a bit of icing on the cake, but like you're saying, it really does become about the human, the human connection. Um, and it really becomes about you and the other person, like to the core, to the soul. Um, yeah, so I would say, is it, is it the same as sex? No, but it can make you feel just as good as sex when you're masturbating, I think. Absolutely. Especially, especially yeah. when you know that you're sharing in that moment with your partner at the same yeah, time. Yeah, it's still intimate. And intimacy is always important in a relationship and whatever ways and capacities, like, you know, it's all about kind of exploring things and trying new stuff out. And we have tons of cool technology now. Like you can put a Snapchat filter on yourself and like, <laughs> yeah. <feel> crazy <laughs> well so let's do this let's end it with a bit of a hot tip yeah okay, on that well, point as well there was a second part of the question oh, at, oh. um we we're like rushing for the finish line <laughs> uh ah, i gotta get there <laughs> what's the second what part of this question like when we're having sex i gotta get there gotta get there yeah exactly uh, come shot gift <laughs> and scene <laughs> uh well, he, he said, what else can monogamous couples do? So I guess the idea of having a girlfriend when you're long distance or a playmate or being a unicorn with another couple is not an option for monogamous couples. So what can monogamous couples do? I guess we can tie this in with our hot tip because we did have a hot tip and this question kind of, it just really leads into that perfectly. Exactly. I know exactly what you're going to say. Go ahead. Oh, you want me to say it? Okay. You say it. You well, say it. What else can monogamous couples do? As mentioned before, there are so many great sex toys out there that are fashioned for all your needs. I mean, they have travel ones. They have ones in disguises. They have rubber duckies. They have big ones, small ones, like tubular ones, spinny ones. Like you go to a sex store and it's actually pretty amazing. So one of the things we came across uh, maybe a couple of years ago, Yep. Um, it's a WeVibe product and it's actually shaped like a horseshoe. Yep. So one part would go inside me and the other part would go on my clit and you control it through an app on your phone. So what you do is you sync the device on your phone and your partner's phone, I guess, or whoever else you want to give it to if you're feeling, <laughs> but you're monogamous, so you're not going to do that. Right. Uh, so your partner has the app on their phone and when you turn it on and they're far away, they can actually set the vibration and they can do custom vibrations too. So they can actually basically control it as themselves while you're using it from however many miles or countries away you are. Exactly. And it's fully customizable as well. And, and uh, like live too. So one partner can literally be sitting there on their phone, making the adjustments in real time while the other person is immediately feeling those effects as well. So you are instantly bonded and sharing that interaction back and forth, which is, which is hugely sexual actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, it's, a, it's a surprise for you too. Like as a, as a female that uses vibrators, um, you know, what's coming, you know, it's like, you know, the, the, the pulsations, like it gets stronger. And then there's always the, like the, the pulse that zzz, zzz, and the then two or three settings and, that, and then you're done. Yeah. It's like all the like typical, like Morris code type settings. Like there's, you know, what's coming because it's a very short variation, but 
with the WeVibe, like you you can make a pretty long one. I've made some pretty crazy ones for myself and you have too. So that is something that I would recommend for monogamous couples who are long distance to do is explore the wonderful world of sex toys. Yes, exactly. There is there for you. Uh, Try making, um, you know, a cum gift. Yeah. Yep. Pair that along with your sex toy long distance thing. You'll be like all tucked out when you have sex. Um, make a cum gift and the girl, she can make one about like slipping her panties off really quick or something for the guy, you know, do this yeah. opposite, but the, in the same way. Back and forth. Um, just explore in whatever means you can, even if it's with a camera. Like I know not everyone is in, comfortable in front of a camera, but like, Ladies, listen to me honestly when I say this as a professional naked person who is by no means like like the perfect body or I, you know, I don't have any work done. I don't have like, I don't even have big boobs. Like I'm a pretty just average like body type person. Um, if a guy is willing She's to talk to you all day and like get to know you and all this, it doesn't matter what angle of your body he, you show him. He already likes you. It doesn't matter. Yep. Yeah. And guys, we all know that that's very true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, the, just, you know, just next time you show your partner a specific body part, pay attention to the look on their face. They get mesmerized by certain parts. <laughs> yep. And yeah. you know what parts do it for me. <laughs> exactly. So... You know, throw caution to the wind in that way. You know, play dress off. Just use all those means of communication, but throw a sexy spin on it. Yeah. Throw, throw a wave in there for fun, you know? Yeah, don't don't be scared to, you know, step out of your comfort zone a little bit, but together, you know? Um, it can be perhaps a little bit of an intimidating experience even just going into a sex shop and buying something like that for the first time. But that in itself can be something that, you guys are bonding over at the same time and sharing it's that exciting. experience it's exciting it's new it's different it's very it's you it can be taboo but it's you don't it's, go to a sex store and just go and beeline for the thing you want and run away you know you think you might because you're nervous but then you go in and you see all these options and you're just like okay hold on i gotta stay a while because like what what's going on in like sex technology these days yeah, what is all this stuff and what do they do and how do they work? And like, they there's changing really fast. Like, I mean, it's been maybe a year since I bought a sex toy, not even like since. No, I bought two in the last year. One was, yep. at a CD, one was at a CD 24 hour porn shop, so that didn't count. They had limited supplies. And then one was during the daytime. And it was like, wow, where did all this stuff come from? I mean, I have, and one, we have the We Vibe that connects you know, us through the app, but like yep. some serious new things going on since the last time I've shopped around for a toy. So yeah, I really recommend you look. And plus there's always the option of if you're embarrassed to go order it online. Yep. That's what Amazon is for. Discretion. I mean, I personally like going and looking and touching everything. <laughs> you do. And I think that that's, that's part of the experience for you as well is actually being there and being seen in it as well. You know, you're, you like to be seen and you like to watch, you know, the voyeuristic aspect is in there. I can, I can see that element to it. Oh yeah, for sure. And I mean, you can also like, if you're long distance, send each other sexy gifts, you know, like 
ship you yeah, this. Guys, go, you know, I, I saw this and thought of you. Yeah, I was going to say, guys, you know, it's the same thing. Like, don't be scared to go into a sexy lingerie store and buy something, you know, extremely sexy for your woman and, and send it to her in the mail. It'll be in a, an insanely amazing surprise. And uh, it gives it gives you a little bit of a boost of confidence to be able to do that on your own as well for your partner. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, it's, it's all leads up to bonding. So I would say, yeah, the tip of this podcast would be explore sexual electronics. Exactly. Whether you're monogamous or not. I mean, they're fun. And whether you're single or not, (laughs) you know, exactly. Just do it. I'm very much an advocate for every woman having a good sex toy in their life. I wholeheartedly agree. And, and on- you learn things too, right? Like you learn what I like through sex toys too, because, you know, you're like, oh, she likes softer vibrations or like she always, you know. Exactly. It, it, exactly. It, it is. It's an, it's another way to get to know, to get to know another side of your partner and to explore that together and, and get to, to know a little more intimate side of her as well. And, and yeah, her like you said, yeah. <laughs> What's that? And her very complex vagina, because they are, they're very complex. They are, they are by no means the same. And each one is unique, just like a fingerprint. Yep. Yep. So well, that is the advice for today. And I guess it's time for us to go. Um, yeah, we'll end it there. Um, our very first day apart from each other. So this, this is our very, very first day apart from each other. So you guys will be listening to our journey a little bit. So. I woke up Stay today, tuned. I went to the bathroom and I missed you, but they're not really related. It was just being in the bathroom. <laughs> just being in the bathroom. Well, I, every time that I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm reaching over just to make sure that you're there and you're not there. I mean, I miss you. I miss you all the time. So, you know, I do. Okay. Well, you know, maybe tonight you could, you could send me a come gift and, uh, yeah, I've got some uh, I've got some work to do here. I've got a whole new world to explore. Now it's about angles and lighting and getting the right arc and oh yeah, here we go. It's the science. Um, <laughs> I'm excited. I, I'm gonna get my I'm gonna get my sex toys all lined up and ready to go. Amazing. Okay, well on that note, this is Lawrence. And this is Kate Max for the Long Distance Lifestyle Podcast. We will see you guys next time. Adios.